0: I'm Aaron. And I'm Mike. And you're listening to the Monarchist Basketball Show. Monarch Nation, today we're joined by Monarch's leading scorer from Baltimore, Ben Stanley. Welcome to the show, Ben. Hey, thank you for having me. Uh, we're stoked
1: to have you, Ben. On behalf of all ODU fans, welcome to ODU and congratulations on the birth of your daughter, Bailey Wynn. We got to imagine having her this fall has changed your entire world and your outlook on a lot of things.
2: First of all, I I would like to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for blessing me with the opportunity, the platform I have, and being able to play the game I love. And yeah, my daughter definitely has changed my perspective, but the end goal is the end goal. I want to win games and try to, you know, end my senior year on the bang. And just with going to the tournament, winning our conference championship, importantly, just to be successful, you know?
0: Absolutely. So Ben, you started your career at Hampton where your first team, all big South conference player after your sophomore year, you transferred Xavier where you experienced a tough ACL injury last season. How have your experiences at those two great schools changed how you view and play the game?
2: It gives you a different perspective when you've been to several places. So Hampton was a great experience. I was there for three years. I registered in the year. I had my registered sophomore year, I registered freshman year, my registered sophomore year. And by the grace of God, I did really well in my registered sophomore year. Um, so I saw one side of college basketball and then I transferred to a power six school, which in the Big East. And that was a completely different level. Just, just it was a great experience, really. I my wife there, that's a blessing. But, you know, as you said, I I hurt my ACL uh, the 2020, 2021 season, my fourth game in. So that was tough. And I kind of rushed back. And so, you know, an ACL is, is, is a year minimum, I'd say, unless you're a superhero, unless you're Adrian Peterson, who come back in six months. And then I come and then I came down to, you know, ODU, which is you know, a bigger level in Hampton, um, but not that power six. And it's, it's just, it's refreshing, you know, it's, it gives you, like, I think I've seen everything college basketball has had to offer in, in the three levels i went to. So, you know, it's a, it's a, un, a unique perspective that I'm, I'm thinking for my journey.
1: So Ben, this team has a lot of new faces, including you. Apart from being a scorer and big rebounder, what should early fans know about
2: you? That I love Jesus. I'm a, I'm a big family guy. I love spending time with my wife, my daughter, my mom, my family. And I want to play with a high motor. I want to win games. I want to get excited for my teammates when they do well. I'm going to compete no matter who we're playing. That's about it. That's been Stanley in a nutshell. Loves God, wants to play hard, and loves his family
0: hmm. That's a pretty good mission statement, if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so given that you guys are in South Carolina for the Shriners Children Charleston Classic this week, how does the preparation change for you and your teammates in a tournament tournament setting versus just a normal regular season game?
2: I don't think the process changes a whole lot. We just have to be we have to be all locked in all the time, no matter who we play. Um, but with games back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, you really have to lock in and focus on the scout a little bit more. But we should be the same focus, the same everything. We're kind of on an even platform. It's, it's, a, it's a weird thing playing in a, neutral, in a neutral place. So we're not at home and we're not away. But we could be almost in a away atmosphere if some more fans travel for them. Or we could be in the home atmosphere if more ODU fans travel. So, it's a weird, it's a weird, like, that's the only thing that I think would change. We could be one half, we could have the crowd on our side and then the crowd on their side. So, we just had to stay locked in and level mind, level-headed throughout the whole process and just be focused on the task at hand.
1: So, in a normal tournament, what's that schedule like for
2: the player? So... We have, we got here, had practice, then we ate, now we're about to go back and go back and sleep, and then afterwards, the only thing different is we'll play a game back-to-back, so we'll play Thursday and then Friday, and the guys haven't done that since, well, (laughs) I know I haven't done that since, I actually played the preseason in IT last year. So I've had a couple experiences with this, and it's just just a little bit weird, as in, you know, I look at it as it's exciting, because you get to play so much basketball, and you don't have to wait for one game after the other, you don't have to go, you don't have you can get that high from game time, that low from the next game, next thing You can just go right back, right back to the drawing board. Yeah. And focus on next game. Uh, my my up. Yeah. All
1: right, Ben. So this year's team has a lot of new talent, both student athletes and coaches. What is the one thing OD fans should know most
2: about this year's team? We have a lot of talented guys. And that you know we are going to we've been working all off season to make it make us mesh as a team and to try to be the best product we can. And Coach Jones is doing a really, really good job of of mixing all these personalities, new personalities and new coaching staff people together on such a short notice. So I think they should know that we want them to be excited to watch us play basketball. We're excited to put on the product that they could be proud to call themselves ODU Monarch fans. That's
0: a great segue you just gave me. So let's talk coaches. So you've been at a couple different places. What's the biggest thing you've noticed playing for this staff versus the staffs at Hampton and Xavier?
2: This staff is really unique in the fact that they're going to hold you to the standard. The standard is the standard at ODU. So if Coach Jones asks you to do something, and you're like, "Well, I've never done that before, and that seems really, really hard," you're not wrong. But the standard is the standard. There's no shortcuts, and that's what that's. I feel like I feel like that's really cool, and um, it really is going to help us individually to us from the next level because defense is hard. No one's ever said it's going to be easy, and if defense was easy, then you would have every – it would be people winning championships left and right. But if you hold yourself to that standard and <laughs> – if you hold yourself to the standard of being excellent every time you're out there, then, you know, the product's going to be good. So that's what I that's, – that's the experience that I've had here that, you know – the stand is the stand.
1: Oh, That's great. So I know you haven't had that much time with your teammates,
2: but is there something you could
1: tell us about one of your teammates that OD fans ODU fans probably don't know?
2: ODU fans probably don't know. Tyreek Scott Grayson is really good at Call of Duty wars, though. I can say that. I can proudly say that Tyreek Scott Grayson has carried me to a couple of victories in Warzone since I've been
0: here. Now, is yeah. Jason Wade going to say that he's better than Tyreek? Because I Jason was saying he was pretty good.
2: Okay. <laughs> Jay, Wade's, Jay Wade's okay. I'm better than Jay Wade, though. But uh, Reek is good. Reek is good. I, I can say that. I'm pretty sure Reek, Reek is a consistent top top two Warzone player. Because I have my days, so
0: you know, yeah. Nice. So you might be new to ODU, but you sure are not new to college basketball. So how have your experiences at Hampton and Xavier prepared you to be a leader on this year's squad?
2: It's it's just, like I said about perspective, I've been blessed to to have a lot of the good leaders, see what makes teams successful. I personally have never won a championship, but um i've been a part of teams to where we started off relatively slow and then we picked up and i played in two championship games the nit championship last year and my conference championship game in at hampton my retro sophomore year so you know just just looking at what looking at what travels and looking at what wins games and seeing like a bunch of people you notice patterns like you notice you notice people you know when they work harder it sounds cliche but when you when you have a team that works harder you're going to be better we have a team that thinks alike you're going to be better When you have a team that cares about each other and cares about each other on and off the court you're going to be better i think me me and Rick had that unique perspective to where you know we've been we've been here We've been in college basketball a little longer than these other guys. And we can see different patterns and try to right the ship or keep things going the way that they're supposed to go.
1: So expanding on that a little bit, would you prefer to lead
2: by example or uh, verbally? Like I said, I'm a huge believer in following Jesus Christ in Jesus says, "Faith." the Bible says, faith without works is dead. So you can, I try to lead lead with my voice, but if, you, if, I, if I say something and then I don't hold myself accountable on the court, then you can't follow. I wouldn't be a, a very good leader. So I would prefer doing leading by example, but I, I have to talk still. So, uh, you know, leading by example, I, I'd say.
0: That's a great answer. I love to hear it. Mm-hmm. All right, let's have a little bit of fun here. What's your favorite pre-game meal?
2: Favorite pre-game, yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, chicken, chicken Alfredo, i say that definitely. I've had a, I, I don't really like to eat too much before the game because I feel weighed down, but the Alfredo that ODU's given us has been amazing. And it's, and I don't eat a whole lot because it's like two hours before the game. No, 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 about about three, four hours before the game. So I fill up and then it gets a chance to digest and then I'm good for the game. So chicken alfredo. All right. Favorite pregame music artist? Caleb Gordon, Christian rapper. Give him a listen. He's he's the best Christian rapper in the game, in my opinion. Yeah.
0: I'm going to have to go into my Spotify and check that out right afterwards. Yes, sir. All right. What's your favorite thing to do in your free time?
2: Talk to Jesus and praise one. Then spend time with my families too. Then play the games, three. All
1: right, Ben. So we know you have the skills to play professionally after Old Dominion. But once basketball is over, what is Ben's
2: plan for his life? To glorify God in anything that. directs me to do but i i would i would really like to be a coach um i love the game and and i feel like god has blessed me with just the process of i don't get tired of it it's a blessing to doing what you really really like to do like there's never there's never um a time where like oh man i don't want to i don't want to shoot this basketball you know so i would love to stay around the game and be a coach and try to be you know because College coaches have the unique the unique job of, you know, you can direct a kid to success. You get a kid when they're 17, 18 years old and they're being introduced with college life and this big part of their life. And if you could keep them on a straight and narrow, then keep them, for me, um, keep them like on the path of God and just – being about their business, then they can really skyrocket. And it'd be cool to see kids you coached being really successful in life and you being an intricate part of, you know, that process. So that'll be a blessing to coach afterwards.
0: All right. So let's go back to the game just a little bit. So we've had the benefit of watching you play live in a couple games. And I have to say, you've got some pretty sweet post moves. So if you had to pick your favorite move, if you had to pick your favorite move, which one would it be?
2: Um, my favorite move is pro hop in the middle, a little touch floater over the top. And if you, if you, if you didn't do the scouting report, if you weren't locked in the scouting report, you let me get to my left hand. And that's what I'm taking every time. But most of the times I catch the ball on the block in the paint or in the mid post. And you, it's, it's funny. You just, you just hear the coaches that staff saying, Right shoulder, right shoulder, right shoulder. So, you know, I got to get kind of crafty around the basket.
0: Yeah. All right,
1: Ben, this is our last question. So thank you for joining us so much tonight. I really appreciate your time. Wish you the best of luck this week and the rest of the season. But what is your top personal and team goal for the season?
2: And what will it take for you and ODU to get there Um, to, of course, to win the conference championship for team goal, for me personally, for my personal goal, I just want to be the best player and glorify God the best I can in this process. I feel like, uh, I feel like I, I I can do a lot for this team and I feel like this team is really good to compete and can compete definitely for the Sunbelt conference championship. So, and for what we got to do, we got to buy into coaches, coach's system, you know, learn, learn the system as best. Like he said today, we have to know the plays like the back of our hands, know where to be in the right, know where to be in the defense, because it's proven like a couple of possessions in the directional game. We followed the principles. They get shot. Clock. We get they get a turn. We get a turnover or we get a shot clock violation. And it's just, I know it's hard to duplicate, but like I said, winning isn't easy because if it was easy, then everyone would win. So, you know, that's, that's what we got to do. Keep working hard, keep buying in, and we'll be fine.
1: So, Ben, I, I think I can say this clearly, that one of your personal goals, you said glorifying Christ. You're doing an amazing job at that in this interview. So Thank you. You're well on your way to fulfilling that goal for the season.
2: Yes, sir. All glory to God. Thank you. I appreciate that.
1: Thanks again, Ben. Go Monarchs.
0: Go Monarchs. Yes, sir. Go Monarchs.
1: Welcome back to the Monarchist basketball show. We are now welcomed by Coach Jeff Jones. Welcome, Coach. Guys, how are you all tonight? Fantastic. Awesome. Ready for ODU to play and beat Virginia Tech on Thursday. Sounds sounds uh sounds good to me. All right. So there's been two games since our last show. Uh you guys went on the road against Drexel, and you hosted Virginia Wesleyan on Monday. The game in Philly, ODU loses 7159. Uh, Ben Stanley led the way with 18 points, but foul trouble seemed to dictate that second half. Uh, What is your take on
2: that game?
3: We, we, we didn't help ourselves. Uh, Obviously we, we uh, shot, I think it was 10 for 21 from the free throw line. Uh, It's hard to beat a a good team, uh, trying to beat a good team on the road, Uh, you know, shooting that, that poor percentage from the free throw line. Um, And, and we, we missed just a, a bunch of uh, point-blank shots. You know, they, they, they weren't necessarily uncontested, but when you've got the ball as close as we were able to get it at, at times, whether it's a drive or an offensive rebound or a, a post-up opportunity, we've, we've got to shoot a better percentage. You, you've just got to find a way to put the ball in, in the basket. And, um, you know, I think that's the, the story for our team right now. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're playing hard. I, I don't fault the effort uh, one, one little bit, but uh, whether it's converting opportunities, whether it's, um, uh, you know, playing with cohesion on an extended, uh, you know, over an extended period of time, you know, but we, we, we just haven't really clicked uh, uh, consistently and and that's really what's, what's holding us back. And, and I think uh, just, just looking at Drexel, um, you know, they had some guys step up, make the free throws, you know, make some 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 open shots. And, uh, you know, they 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 clearly were the, the better team, uh, you know, even though we did, you know, we, we did re, uh, come back and, and get it within four. But after that, we missed a couple opportunities and had to foul. They made the free throws. And that was the, the difference in the game.
0: So in your post game on Friday night, you you alluded to those contested layups and having to be better at that just like you just were mentioning how do you work on that in practice i mean do you hit hit the guys with pads as they're going up like how do you get better at that
3: well exactly you you're exactly right and so part of it's concentration and just knowing that you you can't be casual you can't be surprised when when there is contact so it's it's an alertness uh and 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 going up strong with two hands rather than you know try to avoid contact or or you know go faster than normal cuz you're trying to get it up uh, on the rim, you 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 know, it, it, it'd be great if you can go strong and quick, but it's better to go strong if, if, you know, rather than just quick. Um, so we, we, you know, we did a lot of, uh, you know, finishing uh, uh, just, just kind of dummy finishing in situations, making sure guys understood, you know, how, how to take the ball up, the, 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 you know, being on balance, that kind of thing. Uh, and then we we did. We divided them up in, in three different groups, and uh, you know the guards basically were, were driving the ball and, and cutting uh, to the basket with with contact, and, and the bigs were um, you know doing what we call triangle passing, and we 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 would, were doing it with with pads. And you know you got to have your head up. You can't blink. You got to uh, you know look for the, the 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 contact, but you can't let it. Uh, be a distraction. You know, you've got to focus on the rim and get the ball up there on the glass, uh, and and that's something that we've done since last Friday. But we will continue doing it every day in practice, uh, you know, maybe for the rest of the year. But certainly until we we do a better job of, uh, of, of of finishing. And you know the the importance of of that. Obviously, you you know you want to finish every opportunity you have. But if you're going to struggle shooting shooting the ball from distance you have to be even better uh, down around the basket. And, and and clearly, you know, once again, it seems like we're struggling uh, to, to, to knock down the three. So we've got to shoot a, a, a really high percentage at the rim if, if we're going to counteract that.
1: So one thing I was kind of uh, encouraged by, halftime, it's a close game. Uh, first 10 to 15 minutes of the second half, we let Drexel build a big lead. But the team didn't give up. They come back fighting and they pull back within four last year. I'm not sure that would have happened, but this year's team fought back to make it a game. They couldn't finish, but I was encouraged by that. What do you think was the biggest factor in that comeback?
3: Um, we we just kept hanging in there. I mean, I, I think, you know, they, they, they were able to, and, and we started out, we were in such, uh, you know, foul difficulty. We, we, didn't want to get deeper in foul difficulty by starting out man to man so we went to the zone and we had some really good possessions initially um, but we showed uh, a lack of discipline two or three times where we were in great position and, and rather than just playing really good defense we reached uh, and 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 we got you know we 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 got fouls and and these were situations where the shot clock was down we had, you know we played really good defense for 28 29 seconds and we bail them out by, by, by fouling, you know, 30 feet from the basket. Um, You know, so, and, and, and then that gave them extra opportunities. They knocked down some threes. Coltrane Washington was, was the guy that was most responsible for, for that. Um, You know, so uh, that's how they extended the league, but we kept hanging in there. When we didn't hurt ourselves, um, you know, making poor choices, whether it's defensively or in our shot selection at times, um, you know, we 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 played pretty tough, but uh, we were we were the team that blinked and, and and they, you know, they went from, you know, being up to being a really, you know, one or two possession game to being up by as many as I think it was 13 at, at one point. Um, and and I, I blame ourselves uh, for for that happening and and give credit to Drexel for taking advantage of those
1: mistakes. All right. Moving on to Monday night. ODU win 7258. I think you guys held a 10 point lead pretty much the whole game. We got great balance from the starters. Chauncey scores 11, nine boards. Tyreek adds 15 points, eight boards. Derrick has eleven points, seven boards, and Ben Stanley scores 14. What was your overall takeaway from Monday night?
3: You know, I, I, I wasn't pleased. Um, uh, you know, and Virginia Wesleyan created some problems, you know, that, that putting four four little guys out there dribbling around, and, and, and that's a challenge. You know, you're not going to see it all the time, but that's a different style of play. And, and you know, without substituting and changing our lineup, you know, we, we, we weren't necessarily, you know, at, at our defensive end, uh, we, we didn't necessarily have a lot of great matchups. And, and while the stats say we played pretty good defense, I, I didn't feel that way coming, coming uh, out of the game. I, I thought we gave up too many opportunities. Uh, just, you know, we, we played good defense for a while, but we didn't finish the, the, uh, the possessions. Um, uh, and then, um, again, as good a job as we did on the boards, we didn't convert those. Uh, and, and obviously, Virginia Wesleyan made us, you know, made us really work. Uh, and, and obviously, we're happy that we, we got the win. I mean, nobody wants to lose one of those games, but, but we need to, to play a lot better. Uh, and again, it comes down to everyone. It, it's, it's, it's the discipline. It's, it's being in the game, knowing what we're supposed to do uh, in, in all kinds of different situations, out of bounds, under out of bounds uh, with a spot throw in going to the, the, the full length. Uh, I thought the turnover that we had, uh, and, and essentially the, the game was over, but, you know, it was still a good practice situation for us uh, with a minute or two left. Um, and, and they had called timeout, and they were going to either foul or, or, or try to press, and we just threw the ball out of bounds. That was just a total – lack of, of, of thought, um, uh, and, and, you know, we had a, uh, an inbounds play that we're going to do to get the ball in our best free-throw shooter's hands, and we throw the ball out of bounds, you know, and that, that's a mental error. And, you know, it, it didn't cost us against Virginia Wesleyan, but uh, hopefully if, 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 if we're in that situation against Virginia Tech, you know, that, that could cost us a game. Uh, and, and, and that's where we've got to shore things up. Um, yes, new guys, uh, and, 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 and guys that were here last year that didn't play a whole lot. I, I get all that, but you know, the games count now and, and we've got to make sure. And you know, when I say we, I'm, I'm, including myself that everybody is, is, is on the same page and knowing exactly, you know, exactly what we're supposed to be doing. Discipline, right. I mean, that's discipline is an important part, you know, discipline sometimes with, with certain people, you know, has a a negative connotation. Well, you better be disciplined or you're not going to win in in athletics. I don't care what sport uh, it is and that's physical discipline, but that's also mental discipline. We've, we've got to be better there.
0: So on Monday night, we noticed that Ben came off the bench. Was that a situational thing or just some other coaching strategy?
3: Um, That was basically sending a message um, and making sure that, uh, that, that that everyone understands uh, that that we have certain expectations and that everyone has to uh, live up to those expectations. It wasn't a big deal, but uh, it, it, it was something that, uh, uh, you know, I wanted to make sure that I communicated with uh, with everyone on the team. All
1: right, so uh, we crowdsourced some questions from the fans, and two of the things they were wondering about was we saw Chauncey push uh, – as a main ball handler, tempo quite a few times. Is that something you want to increase? And secondly, we saw the team doubling the ball pressure in the backcourt a few times on Monday. Is that something you'd like to see more of? Um,
3: yeah, the, the the latter question, um, when you say doubling, you know, in pressure trapping, I think it's what you're talking about. And we actually had more opportunities in uh, – uh, uh, in our first game, uh, in the exhibition against Christopher Newport. Um, we, we, we had, uh, uh, you know, more opportunities there. We had more opportunities against UMES. Um, we, we, we backed off, uh, uh, for much of the, the second half against, uh, Drexel because of foul problems and the way the referees were, were calling the game. Um, but we went back to it late when we made our, our, our comeback and cut it to four, uh, you know, that's something that we want to continue. Um, how many times we're able to uh, you know, to trap at the full court level, a lot of that is situational. Uh, we will tend to do that more after made free throws. We'll tend to do that more on on dead balls uh, or and that kind of thing. Um, after made field goals, uh, it's it's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit tougher so to to actually trap. You know, we're, we're extending our, our defense to the full court, but Uh, We're not doing uh, as much trapping after made field goals as we would in those other situations. Um, As far as Chauncey handling the ball, um, we, you know, we want anytime Chauncey can get it out in the open court, we want him to get it and go. Uh, He's, he's an immediate threat as a scorer and as a passer. uh, And, and, and he's just, he's just so fast. I mean, everybody saw that one play where he's bringing it down he saw a gap and he just took off and put it in overdrive and, and, and had the big dunk. Uh, you know, we, we want to encourage that from him. Um, we feel the same way with, with Tyreek uh, as well. You know, he's the guy that if, if he gets it in the, in the open court, you know, we have numbers, you know, we want him to, to push it. Um, you know, emo is the point guard. He's the guy that, uh, you know, has the ball in his hands a lot of times, but, you know, we don't want to rely just on, on, on him. And we're looking for more opportunities, more wrinkles at the half court level um, uh, to have Chauncey in particular, but Tyreek as well, uh, using ball screens and, and not just doing it with the point guard. Uh, we didn't have, uh, you know, we, we didn't have that uh, ability last year. I mean, if it wasn't Jalen Hunter, you know, we, we really didn't have anybody that was, you know, good at, at, at attacking at, at the half court level off the bounce. This year, we've we've got more options to to do that.
0: So let's go back to three pointers. We've struggled a little bit uh, this season so far. Um, is that let's something honest, we've, we've we've struggled a lot?
3: We've struggled more than a little bit.
0: Fair enough. Okay, so we haven't shot as well as what we'd like to shoot there. But is that something you double down on? So now is it like you want to have balance in your shot selection? whether it's inside, outside. Um, so although we've been struggling shooting the three, is it something you go, Hey, we still need to get more than 10 or 12 up a game. We want to be shooting 15, 18 kind of, what does that look like? Or when you determine, okay, the ball's just not going down. We need to focus on something else.
3: Yeah. I mean, you, you, you have to shoot them when they're there. Now I'm, I'm not talking about, you know, I don't want to shoot bad threes. I don't want Ben Stanley to, you know, catch it off the move and be shooting threes, but, you know, Ben, if you know, on a pick and pop or a drive and kick, uh, you know, he's capable. Mackay at, at, at times, but but we have to recognize situationally, um, you know, when 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 that's a good shot and, and not we we have to shoot more than you know, four or five or eight or or, or 10. I think last night, I think we shot 15. Um, uh, you know, we we didn't hit a good percentage, but the ones that we took were were good shots. What we've what we have to do is we gotta quit turning down open threes and ended up shooting mid range guarded twos. Um, you know that's the, the 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 analytics just they they don't reward you for shooting those mid range unless you're really really good and shoot a great percentage of that. Um, you know last last year um, we were very good. Uh, at, at, at the rim, uh, we weren't very good at at the three, but what we did, we shot too many of those mid range guarded twos. Um, CJ Kaiser was a guy that shot a lot of those, uh, this year, um, you know, we, we want to either get to the rim and, and finish. And that's what we were talking about earlier or, or shoot, you know, shoot more threes. Even if we don't shoot a great percentage, we need to shoot more, uh, more three point shots.
1: All right. So last week we discussed advanced scouting. Um, this is tangentially related, but how differently do you prepare for tournament games when there are no days off in between, and you don't know even know which team you'll be playing the next day?
3: Well, obviously we, we I mean, we've got the scouting report already uh, done. You know, at the the we it was the scouting report report for Virginia Tech and the film for Virginia Tech was done before we played the game uh, last night. So, you know, I, I got that film in the Scouting Report uh, late la- late last night, and, and, you know, we were talking about different things with with that. Um, uh, we're, we were able to watch Virginia Tech tape, you know, today, uh, go over the Scouting Report a little bit, uh, you know, do some stuff in practice specific to Virginia Tech. We'll have all day tomorrow and, and, and Thursday morning to, you know, to, to, to do some more, um, but Uh, you know, one of the assistants uh, has, has already uh, begun and has, you know, basically everything uh, for uh, the, the other potential. I I think it's uh, what Penn state and Furman are those the other two. That's correct. So so that's, that's not completed yet, but it's, they've already watched the film on each team. We've, we've got the film uh, breakdown. We've, we've got, uh you know the the rosters and the stats and, and the player uh descriptions, you know, all, all of that uh basically uh right right to the finish and, and, and we'll obviously get a chance to see them uh them play on Thursday as well and we'll know who the opponent is and then then we'll have that one you know that one completed right away as also
0: so Thursday at two p.m guys are playing Virginia Tech Virginia Tech's free you know, they've got wins over Delaware State, Lehigh, and William & Mary. What can you share with Monarch Nation about Virginia Tech and what you've been able to look at them so far? They
3: look really, really good. I mean, they're, they're right now, they're an offensive juggernaut. They're scoring the ball like crazy. Uh, they, they shoot it from so many different spots. They've, they've got, uh, you know, a lot of versatility. Uh, they're, you know, they're starting big men. Uh, Basili is a transfer from, from Wright State. He's 6'9", 235, and, and, you know, he can score inside. I, I think he scored uh, 12 points a game uh, at, at Wright State, uh, but, uh, you know, he's, he's scoring, uh, you know, eight, 18 uh, a game now, and he, he's really shooting the three well. He's an inside-outside guy, but uh, the, the thing they do is they spread you out with a bunch of three-point shooters which give their guards, and, and Sean Padula in particular, he's a little 6'1", sophomore guard that's averaging 20 a game. Uh, he's shooting about 50%, I, I think, from, uh, uh, from, from three-point line. Um, but, but you can't just get up on, on him and, and guard him at the three-point line because he's got so much space to, to drive the ball and play with the ball uh, in, inside. So uh, they, they really stretch out uh, Hunter Couture. I think that's how you pronounce the name is a big time shooter Uh, he really 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 stretches the defense so they they present a lot of problems uh, in in terms of matchups we if 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 we're if we're going to have a chance to win we've got to do some things defensively on a consistent basis that we've yet to do consistently Um, and uh, you know that that that's really what the game will come down to can we get Uh, you know, somehow get a hold of the game, get control of the game at the defensive end. Cause if we're just running around chasing them, you know, they can, they can make teams look bad with the way they shoot the three and spread the court. If, if we can be disciplined and not have breakdowns and, you know, play the percentages, you know, they're going to make some shots. They they got too many shooters that they're not going to make some shots, but if, if we can keep them from, you know, raining threes and, you know, and then, you know, getting us to chase and drive in and and, and have their way, uh, you know. Then, then, then we can, you know, we 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 can have a chance. Uh, but uh, we we have to defend better than we have at any point yet this year. I, I was really pleased um, with our workout this evening uh, after a seven-hour bus trip. You know, uh, you know, guys got off the bus; they were able to go to the rooms for. 45 minutes before they had to be taped and, 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 uh, you know, watch film. And then we went and, and, and worked out. Um, we, we didn't, uh, it was another, what we call not long, but strong. Uh, you know, we, we went really hard early, uh, you know, defended some of the Virginia tech sets. Um, and, and, and then, you know, just, uh, just did some offensive review and, and trying to again, keep working at, at, uh, becoming better at at the offensive end, you know, playing uh, more cohesively. Um, uh, But uh, it it was a good first step, I I guess. Uh, But there, Virginia Tech is is a a, a good team. Uh, Mike Young is a terrific coach. Uh, You know, one of the, I think, you know, the really good guys in in, in college basketball. And he's a guy, you know, he's a coach's coach. He's a guy that has earned his stripes. He's earned everything that he's accomplished, everything that's happened to him. Uh, and, and, you know, he, he wasn't a great player that got something handed to him and, you know, he's, he's just worked his way up. And so uh, obviously we, we, we want to beat him uh, on on Thursday, but he's a guy that, uh, that I root for uh, in, in college basketball Um doesn't get all the attention. You know, he's not seeking all the attention uh, that uh, seemingly a lot of my colleagues love to do. Uh, But uh, Mike, Mike Young is a, is a terrific coach and a terrific guy.
1: And he's accompanied by an ODU alum on the bench, Mike Jones.
3: Yeah. Uh, You know, Mike and I have, have, uh, Mike Jones and I have, we we we've developed a a really good relationship. Uh, I consider Mike Jones a, a, a good friend and, Uh, You know, obviously he's, he's had a great career. What, what people probably don't uh, uh, don't don't realize is that uh, very quietly uh, on two different occasions, I approached when we had openings, I approached Mike uh, and uh, the bottom line was we just couldn't afford him, (laughs) Uh, you know, but, uh, but, but he, he, he's another really, really good guy.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I think I might be at a rounds. (laughs) (laughs) My, so, so I'm sitting here in a hotel room. I'm out of, I'm out of my element right now.
1: <laughs> so coach, you've been, you've coached in a lot of these holiday tournaments over the years. Uh, what is your, I mean, other than winning, Winning's always the main goal, but what is your top goal for the team at these tournaments?
3: Well, as you said, you know, you, you want to win, uh, you, you want to win all three. And if you can't win all three, you know, you want to. Uh, win, win two, and if you can't win two, you want to come away with 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 one. But um, you want to get better in playing against this kind of competition. In this in this tournament, there are no easy outs. Uh, you know, when we played in the Bahamas, we lose to we lose to Louisville in overtime. You know, come back and, and and lose a tough one that still still bugs me to this day to to LSU, and then we beat St. John's in the last game. But that was that was a a really good tournament for us playing great competition, and I think we you know we we became battle tested through that, uh, you know playing in the Saint uh, uh, Thomas uh, event. You know we we uh, were we're able to to beat LSU. I, I forget exactly maybe Gardner Webb, and then lost to Illinois State, uh, a, a very good Illinois State team that we ended up beating later on that year in the NIT. Um, uh, down in Cancun, we we played West Virginia and, oh, gosh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking Is on it. Is it LSU?
0: Whatever. I'm trying to remember.
3: No, um, maybe St. Louis. But uh, anyway, the, the point being, we, you're, you've got a chance to, 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 you know, play, compete against some great competition, have a chance to to maybe knock off uh, a, a power five. Uh, seemingly, that's the, the only way that, you know, we can get opportunities to play them as to play in these tournaments, but you want to come out of it better. Uh, and, and, and that's the main thing. Um, uh, if, if, if you can, uh, you know, if, if, if you can find a way to, uh, uh, you know, to, to no matter how many you, you win or lose to leave that tournament and be a better team and, and ready to go on and, uh, you know, complete your, uh, your non-conference schedule, then, uh, you know, I, I think that that tournament is, has, has, you know, has, has helped prepare you.
0: And this style of tournament, does it prepare you well for the conference tournament later in the year when you don't have much time in between those games? Or is it really so they're so far apart that it really doesn't translate?
3: Yeah, I I don't know that that it's that much. I mean, you know, that's that's more on you know, I think the coaches and understand, you know, what we talked about earlier, how, how to prepare and how to, you know, have, have the, the scouting and the preparation done ahead of time, you know, so that you're ready no matter who you're playing or, you know, what, what, what happens if, if, if you advance, you know, you're, you're ready for that next contest. I just think it just helps you become uh, a stronger basketball team and, you know, the, 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 the same, uh, I think it was Nietzsche, but, you know, uh, philosophy isn't necessarily my strongest suit, but basically, it, you know, that which does not destroy us uh, serves to make us stronger. Um, you know, I, I think that's exactly uh, the, the point here that, you know, you, you don't want what, to what happened to us last year and I wasn't there. What happened to us last year? You don't want that to happen because, you know, we not only did we not win those, we, you know, we 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 were beaten down, team, uh, psychologically, uh, after that happened, and it took a while, uh, if not the whole season, to kind of psychologically, uh, you know, heal some of those those wounds. But um, uh, but uh, by and large, I, I think these 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 kind of tournaments can be a big plus.
1: All right. So you got a game Thursday, another game Friday. You have an off day on Saturday. How does ODU spend that Saturday?
3: Um, You know, we'll obviously we'll be preparing for whoever our next uh, opponent is going to be. But uh, from a physical standpoint, you know, we wouldn't do a lot. You know, we'll 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 stretch and try to do some recovery stuff. Uh, You know, we'll watch uh, watch film of ourselves and our our third opponent. Um, But, uh, you know, after two consecutive days of, uh, you know, what what are, are likely to be grueling uh, contests, um, you know, you, you, can't physically, you know, you can't keep squeezing that stone. And so give them a chance psychologically and physically to, uh, to recover them, meaning the players, uh, and, and, and do everything we can to prepare by, by watching, by walking through things, uh, anything we can from a preparation standpoint that doesn't, uh, uh, add to the physical, uh, demands that uh, they've they've already been through.
1: Yeah, I was asking. I didn't know if you guys had any like sightseeing plans in the schedule or not. Um, I know football team goes to a bowl game. They go to the beach or what have you. Uh, and I know when you guys go to the Bahamas or the Caribbean. There's usually a beach day in there somewhere, or full time yeah. in there.
3: Those are those those are built in uh, when you, when you go to those you know whether it's St. Thomas or the Bahamas or whatever, those are built in by the uh, the promoters by the the organizers of the event. Um, there's nothing that I know of. Uh, I, I know that uh, all the head coaches have to appear at a uh, a, a banquet or uh, some sort of event uh, for the the, the local uh, the sponsors and fans and dignitaries and all that kind of stuff. But as far as the players are concerned, I, I don't think that, that they have any, you know, anything like that. And, uh, you know, uh, but I, I, should probably, uh, ask, ask Kieran Donahue cause he would know.
1: Well, so it sounds like this is a complete work trip for them. Uh, absolutely. And I,
3: I was really pleased to hear, uh, Uh, When we got it in after practice, uh, I was very pleased to hear uh, uh, P.J. Gill, uh, when we uh, uh, were we're, uh, finishing up, uh, talk about that this is a this is a work trip. Uh, And and there's no reason that work can't be fun, too. Uh, But, uh, you know, we we came down here to uh, to to compete, uh, you know, three three different times and and give it our best effort and try to find a way to, to win basketball games.
0: And winning is fun.
3: Winning is always fun.
1: Absolutely. Well, coach, I think that does it for us for this week. We thank you for your time. Wish you the best of luck, and can't wait to see how we do.
3: Appreciate it, guys. It'll be uh, it'll be a big challenge, and we're we're excited to get out here and see what uh, you know what we can do with the Hokies. They're very good, but uh, it's a great opportunity for our club.
1: Go Monarchs. Go Monarchs.